Hello again, Centerpoint, and welcome to today's Daily Devotional. I hope this finds you well wherever you are and however you're listening to it. Here we are. This is my last Daily Devotional from my home. Uh, to be honest, I won't miss having to move furniture around every time, uh, but we're looking forward to continuing our Daily Devotionals Monday through Friday and adding new voices in there as well. Pastor Nancy and I are looking forward to continuing, and we're looking forward to our men's ministry director, uh, John Sprague, Rachel Dorsey, our women's ministry director, and Julie Battenfield, our director of worship arts, uh, contributing as well. Before I get started, I wanted to uh, send my love to the pastors that have been doing devotionals with me or that I've been doing them with them. And uh, I'm sending my love to Pastor Nancy by having my bookcase filled with my favorite books. And I'm sending my love to Pastor Jim uh, by having my coffee mug right here. And you can see it's a Lego coffee mug because I've been having Legos out, and it even comes with a working gun, if you can see it. Well, there you go. Hopefully you can see that. All right, let's move on. Acts chapter 10. Of course, in Acts chapter 9, we saw the conversion of Saul and what a monumentous occasion that was. And in Acts chapter 10, we see another incredibly monumentous occasion in the history of the church, that the gospel message of Jesus Christ is not just for the Jews, but for Gentiles as well. It's for all. We see in this passage uh, Cornelius, a centurion, a Gentile Roman soldier, with a vision from God and told to go find Peter. Peter has a vision of his own where he sees these impure foods descending on a sheet, and God tells him to eat and declares them as clean. And then we see Peter absolutely wrecked as he then begins to process what it means that God is taking away these restrictions that he's obeyed his whole life, and that God is opening the gospel as he meets with Cornelius, not just to Jews, but to Gentiles as well, that Jesus Christ came not just for the Jewish people, but he came for all. And then Peter preaches. He begins his preach in verse 34 of chapter 10. He says, then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. Another uh, version says partiality. Peter, he's changed. He sees that God doesn't show favoritism. He doesn't favor the Jews over the Gentiles. He's not partial to the Jews over the Gentiles. No, he sees them both perfectly and invites them both equally into his gospel, giving the gospel to them. And this Chapter 10 concludes with verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. Now, if you remember back in chapter 1, the Holy Spirit was promised. Then it came on the Jews at Pentecost. And then several chapters later, it came on a Samaritan believer. And now here we see it coming on even those with no Jewish background, Gentiles. The Holy Spirit comes on the Gentiles. And that's why those who were with Peter were astonished. It was mind-blowing. It was totally transformative. In verse 46, we continue to read, For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them a few days. Here we see it. The church is being formed and the church is not a Jewish church 
No, friends, it's open to all. That the gospel is uniting, bringing unity to Jew and to Gentile. Now, of course, if you know your biblical history, you know that there has been a great divide between the Jewish people and all other nations for millennia. You know, when, when God called Abram out of Ur, he established a people for himself that they were supposed to be their own and they were supposed to remain pure and they were supposed to be a light to all the other nations. And it continued and continued and continued until this moment when God reveals to Peter and he reveals to the church that Jesus Christ has come, not just for the Jews, but for all. And Jesus Christ has come to bring unity to Jew and Gentile through the church. Now, of course, we know if we know our history at all that all ethnic divides was not solved right there in 36 or 33 or whatever, 30 AD that this event happened. We know that the ethnic divides weren't fixed. We see it throughout history. In fact, we see it today across the nations that there are ethnic injustices happening in other countries. And I think, not I think, I know we see it today as well in America. We see racial and ethnic injustice happening, even though right here in Acts chapter 10, we're told that the gospel is available to all and that there still exists racial and ethnic injustices. It's difficult to read Acts chapter 10, verse 34 that I read for us earlier when Peter says, I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. And to look at the nation around us today and have to admit or have to proclaim that yes, there exists favoritism. There exists partiality in our culture and in our systems. Now you may ask, well, what does that have to do with the gospel? The gospel is impartial. What does that have to do with our culture or with our systems? But I think if we care about wanting the gospel to truly be available for all, that everyone might know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. If everyone might know that Jesus Christ is impartial, that Jesus Christ shows no favoritism, that any favoritism or partiality that exists within our culture gets in the way of that. As we look at our culture and our systems, we can say that if there's partiality or favoritism, that is inhibiting the work of the gospel message. The gospel message that Jesus came, died, and resurrected for the forgiveness of our sins, that that is inhibited if there's systemic, racial, or ethnic injustices in our culture. And so what do we do? What do we do if we recognize that yes, there are racial and ethnic injustices, there's racial and ethnic partiality and favoritism? How do we respond? I don't think it's enough to say, okay, well, that's the culture, but I'm impartial. I'm impartial. Uh, Hopefully we are impartial. Hopefully we don't show favoritism that's based on race or ethnicity. But I would invite all of us to take a deep look, a deep inward look at our words and at our actions in response to that question, am I impartial? I know over the last month or so as Uh, the racial tensions have increased in America, God has placed on my heart and shown me ways in my past that in fact, I have been partial. I have shown favoritism. I have done things that are offensive. 
And it's convicting, but taking a deep look at our hearts and at our actions, asking the question, do I have racial or ethnic bias, is an important uh, step to then root out any racial or ethnic, root out the racial and ethnic bias that exists in our culture and in our systems so that people may see the gospel message for what it is. I think the other thing that we can do in response to this as we say, yes, there exists favoritism even within our culture today, is to take a posture of listening and learning from our black, from our black brothers and sisters in our church and in our community. To recognize that we don't, if we don't have all the answers, but we ought to take a posture of listening and learning. And to say, how can we root out racial and ethnic uh, racial and ethnic partiality, racial and ethnic favoritism that exists within our culture so that the gospel message may be proclaimed for what it is and that all may hear that Jesus Christ is the savior of the world. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you so much that your gospel message is impartial. God, we thank you that it shows no favoritism. And God, we confess moments in our lives or moments currently in our hearts where we have shown racial or ethnic favoritism, where we haven't been impartial. And God, we ask that you would purify us, root those moments out of our hearts and of our lives so that we might proclaim your gospel message for what it is, truly impartial and truly for all, for Jew and for Gentile. God, we thank you that you save, and we thank you for a relationship with your son, Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.